Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Lopez wants it away. And it's a deep to left center. Andrew Jones on the run. This one has a chance. Home run. Mets fans, welcome back to another edition of Believe in the Mets. I am your host, Nick Durst, right here. Thank you for tuning in, whether it's on our YouTube page, where hopefully you have liked and subscribed. We have a comment, of course, below of engaging with all the fans or listening on the Believe Network platforms. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate all the support so far as we are on episode 32 of Believe in the Mets. And it just seems like more and more crazy news comes out with the Mets every single week. And this week, Buck Showalter, he's making the rounds, doing some media appearances. Not sure why he didn't come on this show, but maybe the powers that be at Believe can talk to him and get him to come on because I'd be really curious to hear what he has to say because he got screwed. Okay. He definitely got screwed, in my opinion, uh, with what was going on. Last season, Buck Showalter, he came out and he really said the fact of the matter was that he was told things by the front office, which we were guessing analytically and whatnot, and that impacted his decision-making with the team. We already knew that he was being forced to play every day. Danny Lowell back and bat him fifth, as Mike Puma from the New York Post reported that at the end of the season. So we knew right there things were fishy. Obviously, Billy Epler, he wanted to make sure that his guy that he traded for and Daniel Vogelback got all the opportunities in the world to hit. We saw he was stubborn with Darren Ruff at first, cut ties with him. But then we hear the story this week just how bad it actually got. And the fact of the matter is that these people telling Buck what to do, out of control, didn't work out. You heard the story. Brandon Nimmo, he had a big game, a triple, a double, on base three times. He gets told the next day, you got to send him. He needs rest here on the bases too much. And he said, he could make you go tell him. And they didn't tell him, and Nimmo ended up playing. So that's like an extreme scenario. So I can only imagine what else happened throughout the course of the year. And really, Buck got the raw deal here. He got screwed. He got tossed aside, discarded by David Stearns. Okay? I don't understand how that was able to happen. David Stearns, he said uh, he's not he's not taking over until the first of the month. And then Showalter gets fired the 31st of the month. So uh, that's a little, you know, uh, I don't think that's allowed. It's tampering, perhaps. He's making moves for a team he wasn't in charge of yet. He thought David Stearns that he was going to get Craig Council. It's in the bag. It's a given. 
couldn't get him. Kirk Council played the Mets like a lot of people do with the Steve Cohen effect now. And the Mets hire Carlos Mendoza. Carlos Mendoza, you can't tell me that the Mets are going to be better off this season to try to win games than they were last year as far as the managerial situation. They'd be better off with Buck Showalter if they're trying to win now, which they're not trying to do. And we have the Pakoda productions come out saying the Mets are going to win 83 games. They're going to be in the mix for the wild card. I don't see how that's happening. If you're always watching the show, if you're listening to the show, I think that as of now, 2024, it's going to be uncompetitive. I think we're going to see a fire sell at the trade deadline. A lot of players are going to get traded. Hopefully, these people they signed on one-year deals are decent enough where you could trade a Luis Severino, you could trade Shramanaya, you could trade Adrian Hauser, you could trade some of these bullpen guys, and you can actually maybe get something in return. I can help the team in the future, but I don't see how 2024, again, is going to be good with the current roster. And there's still a lot of question marks out there, and I'm really skeptical about how Carlos Mendoza is going to do as the bench coach, as, as the skipper, even though he has a good bench coach and John Gibbons, I don't think Mendoza is going to be able to really hold it together. Like Buck Schalter. Buck Schalter also said, you know, he thought the team punted too quickly. He thought they could have snuck in for the last wild card or in the wild card. And I think he's right. And we had Anthony McCarron on with us, and he agreed. The Mets didn't finish all that far behind on the Diamondbacks, and the Diamondbacks ended up going to the World Series. So it's history now, and you never know how things could have played out, but just some bad decisions overall in the past 13, 14 months for this Mets franchise. Hopefully something start panning out here. And the roster, like I said last week, for the most part, it's pretty much set, and I really think that at this point is the case. The Mets, they go out. They finally get another reliever out of Bring back out of Eno. That's good. Okay. Deakman, he's pretty solid. Yeah, really. But now there's, they're getting praised by some for signing Shintaro Fujinami. Listen, I hope the guy's great. He throws 100 miles per hour. That's awesome. But he is not accurate. He walks everybody. His ERA was over seven last year. This is a common theme with everybody the Mets are acquiring. Everyone's coming off career worst years with ERAs in the fours, in the fives, in the sixes, or in the sevens last year. And yet, for some reason, they're being applauded as a franchise for getting these players. I'm very confused. I don't understand why we should be excited to getting these guys to have high ERAs, but. Who knows? Maybe Jeremy Hefner is able to fix them. I mean, that's, that's really what you got to hope for. Otherwise, what the heck do you hope for this season? Because the pitching to me on paper looks like really, really bad. And the pitching was bad last year, and I don't see that it got any better. Even with last season, going to the season with a potential I1D as the bullpen was going to be weak. Um, is the bullpen any better this season? I don't know. I, I would have probably wanted to. I wanted personally to have Dave Robertson back or get another big time arm to be the setup man. So we'll see what happens. They signed a bunch of these guys like Fujinama, Lopez, Tonkin, 
And I guess they're hoping for some big time stuff because they get there hard. I don't know. Throwing hard doesn't matter if you can't throw strikes and you walk people and you go pits. That's just my opinion. But what do I know? I'm not a pitching coach. I don't have, I don't have the vision to see uh, what's going on with the pitching and whatnot. But I, listen, I coach I coach a softball team that I play on, men's softball. When I see the pitchers walking everybody, you pull them out of the game because the walks are going to lead to big hits by the opposition. A little double, clears the bases, home run, grand slam. We've seen it before at the Mets. So can you believe me for being pessimistic about this pitching staff? And again, the offense. I think the offense is problematic. Mets this week apparently made some contact with J.G. Martinez, but Andy Martino, who is the real insider at the Mets, he says, no, uh, not really. Uh, they're not even close to signing. There's no presidential talk. So the question is, Jorge Soler, who's a free agent, J.G. Martinez, or none? Nobody. Is nobody going to be signed as DH? I think they're going to go with Marco Fientos as the DH. I saw his Zips projections for the year. Doesn't make me thrilled. He's going to bat about 223. He's going to have 20 home runs. He's going to have 50 RBI. That's not good enough. That's one of one at DH. You take JG Martinez's numbers from last year, he would have been first of the team in average, and he would have been right up there with RBI and home runs, and he would have a high OPS. So I think JG Martinez would be a great signing, but. The Mets seem to have, you know, already allocated all their budget uh, for this offseason. So I guess that's it. We'll just see what happens with these youngsters. So really, I think at this point, the 2024 Mets roster is set. It's complete. Pitchers and catchers getting underway shortly. And then spring training games. And the Mets, they're going to go out there. They're going to give these youngsters a shot. And we have to just hope for the best. Got to hope Brett Beatty, career year. Mark Fientos, career year. DJ Stewart, 30 home runs. A lot of ifs there, okay? You got to hope Acuna can come up, steal 50 bases, hit 50, hit 50 doubles or something. Drew Gilbert, he's gonna he's got to be a star. All right, there's just a lot of Sterling Marte if he's healthy. Harrison Bader if he plays over 100 games and if he hits. Luis Severino if he can stop pipping pitches. Adrian Hauser, if he can get back to, I don't know, whatever his career best was, three-something year. Right. Do you see the trend here? Sharmanaya, if he can, you know, find something within him and be a good pitcher. If the bullpen, all these guys can, you know, channel their best cells. They throw hard, but they can't throw strikes. Now they can. I mean, this is just, I can't believe it. All right. Uh, it's just a lot of ifs. and. To me, if you're dealing with ifs, you're not dealing with reality. And the reality is that right now, this roster, in my opinion, I don't think is good enough to win a World Series. And I really doubt they're going to make the playoffs unless all the ifs actually come to fruition. That's going to do it for this episode of Believe in the Mets. Make sure you are liking, subscribing, and following Believe in the Mets on all social media platforms and, of course, on YouTube. Like, subscribe, comment, thumbs up at Believe in the Mets, B-L-E-A-V-I-N-T-H-E-M-E-T-S. Follow me on social media at Nick underscore Durst on Twitter and X. 
and at Nick's Food and Stuff on Instagram. And until next time, everybody, let's hope for the best and let's go Mets. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.